Chapter Twenty Five of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter Twenty Five, Diamond's Dream. There, baby," said Diamond. "I'm so happy that I can only sing nonsense. Oh, father, think if you had been a poor man and hadn't had a cab and old Diamond, what should I have done?" i don't know indeed what you could have done said his father from the bed we should have all starved my precious diamond said his mother whose pride in her boy was even greater than her joy in the shillings both of them together made her heart ache for pleasure can do that as well as pain oh no we shouldn't said diamond i could have taken nanny's crossing till she came back and then the money instead of going for old sal's gin would have gone for father's beef-tea i wonder what nanny will do when she gets well again somebody else will be sure to have taken the crossing by that time i wonder if she will fight for it and whether i shall have to help her i won't bother my head about that time enough yet hey diddle hey diddle hey diddle diddle i wonder whether mr raymond would take me to see nanny hey diddle hey diddle hey diddle diddle the baby and fiddle oh mother i'm such a silly but i can't help it i wish i could think of something else but there's nothing will come into my head but hey diddle diddle the cat and the fiddle i wonder what the angels do when they're extra happy you know when they've been driving cabs all day and taking home the money to their mothers do you think they ever sing nonsense mother i dare say they've got their own sort of it answered his mother else they wouldn't be like other people she was thinking more of her twenty-one shillings and sixpence and of the nice dinner she would get for her sick husband next day than of the angels and their nonsense when she said it but diamond found her answer all right yes to be sure he replied they wouldn't be like other people if they hadn't their nonsense sometimes but it must be very pretty nonsense and not like that silly hey diddle diddle the cat and the fiddle i wish i could get it out of my head i wonder what the angel's nonsense is like nonsense is a very good thing ain't it mother a little of it now and then more of it for baby and not so much for grown people like cabmen and their mothers it's like the pepper and salt that goes in the soup that's it isn't it mother there's baby fast asleep oh what a nonsense baby it is to sleep so much shall i put him down mother diamond chattered away what rose in his happy little heart ran out of his mouth and did his father and mother good when he went to bed which he did early being more tired as you may suppose than usual he was still thinking what the nonsense could be like which the angels sang when they were too happy to sing sense but before coming to any conclusion he fell fast asleep and no wonder for it must be acknowledged a difficult question that night he had a very curious dream which i think my readers would like to have told them they would at least if they are as fond of nice dreams as i am and don't have enough of them of their own he dreamed that he was running about in the twilight in the old garden he thought he was waiting for north wind but she did not come so he would run down to the back gate and see if she were there he ran and ran it was a good long garden out of his dream but in his dream it had grown so long and spread out so wide that the gate he wanted was nowhere 
he ran and ran but instead of coming to the gate found himself in a beautiful country not like any country he had ever been in before there were no trees of any size nothing bigger in fact than hawthorns which were full of may blossom the place in which they grew was wild and dry mostly covered with grass but having patches of heath it extended on every side as far as he could see but although it was so wild yet wherever in an ordinary heath you might have expected furze bushes or holly or broom there grew roses wild and rare all kinds on every side far and near roses were glowing there too was the gum cistus whose flowers fall every night and come again in the next morning lilacs and syringias and laburnums and many shrubs besides of which he did not know the names but the roses were everywhere he wandered on and on wondering when it would come to an end it was of no use going back for there was no house to be seen anywhere but he was not frightened for you know diamond was used to things that were rather out of the way he threw himself down under a rose-bush and fell asleep he woke not out of his dream but into it thinking he heard a child's voice calling diamond diamond he jumped up but all was still about him the rose-bushes were pouring out their odours in clouds he could see the scent like mists of the same colour as the rose issuing like a slow fountain and spreading in the air till it joined the thin rosy vapour which hung over all the wilderness but again came the voice calling him and it seemed to come from over his head he looked up but saw only the deep blue sky full of stars more brilliant however than he had seen them before and both sky and stars looked nearer to the earth while he gazed up again he heard the cry at the same moment he saw one of the biggest stars over his head give a kind of twinkle and jump as if it went out and came in again he threw himself on his back and fixed his eyes upon it nor had he gazed long before it went out leaving something like a scar in the blue but as he went on gazing he saw a face where the star had been a merry face with bright eyes the eyes appeared not only to see diamond but to know that diamond had caught sight of them for the face withdrew the same moment again came the voice calling diamond diamond and in jumped the star to its place diamond called as loud as he could right up into the sky here's diamond down below you what do you want him to do the next instant many of the stars round about that one went out and many voices shouted from the sky come up come up we're so jolly diamond diamond this was followed by a peal of the merriest kindliest laughter and all the stars jumped into their places again how am i to come up shouted diamond go round the rose-bush it's got its foot in it said the first voice diamond got up at once and walked to the other side of the rose-bush there he found what seemed the very opposite of what he wanted a stair down into the earth it was of turf and moss it did not seem to promise well for getting into the sky but diamond learned to look through the look of things the voice must have meant that he was to go down this stair and down this stair diamond went without waiting to think more about it it was such a nice stair so cool and soft all the sides as well as the steps grown with moss and grass and ferns down and down diamond went a long way until at last he heard the gurgling and splashing of a little stream nor had he gone much farther 
before he met it yes met it coming up the stairs to meet him running up just as naturally as if it had been doing the other thing neither was diamond in the least surprised to see it pitching itself from one step to another as it climbed towards him he never thought it was odd and no more it was there it would have been odd here it made a merry tune as it came and its voice was like the laughter he had heard from the sky this appeared promising and he went on down and down the stair and up and up the stream till at last he came where it hurried out from under a stone and the stair stopped altogether and as the stream bubbled up the stone shook and swayed with its force and diamond thought he would try to lift it lightly it rose to his hand forced up by the stream from below and by what would have seemed an unaccountable perversion of things had he been awake threatened to come tumbling upon his head but he avoided it and when it fell got upon it he now saw that the opening through which the water came pouring in was over his head and with the help of the stone he scrambled out by it and found himself on the side of a grassy hill which rounded away from him in every direction and down which came the brook which vanished in the hole but scarcely had he noticed so much as this before a merry shouting and laughter burst upon him and the number of naked little boys came running every one eager to get to him first at the shoulders of each fluttered two little wings which were of no use for flying as they were mere buds only being made for it they could not help fluttering as if they were flying just as the foremost of the troop reached him one or two of them fell and the rest with shouts of laughter came tumbling over them till they heaped up a mound of struggling merriment one after another they extricated themselves and each as he got free threw his arms round diamond and kissed him diamond's heart was ready to melt within him from clear delight when they had all embraced him now let us have some fun cried one and with a shout they all scampered hither and thither and played the wildest gambols on the grassy slopes they kept constantly coming back to diamond however as the centre of their enjoyment rejoicing over him as if they had found a lost playmate there was wind on the hillside which blew like the very embodiment of living gladness it blew into diamond's heart and made him so happy that he was forced to sit down and cry now let's go and dig for stars said one who seemed to be the captain of the troop they all scurried away but soon returned one after another each with a pickaxe on his shoulder and a spade in his hand as soon as they were gathered the captain led them in a straight line to another part of the hill diamond rose and followed here is where we begin our lesson for to-night he said scatter and dig there was no more fun each went by himself walking slowly with bent shoulders and his eyes fixed on the ground every now and then one would stop kneel down and look intently feeling with his hands and parting the grass one would get up and walk on again another spring to his feet catch eagerly at his pickaxe and strike it to the ground once and again then throw it aside snatch up his spade and commence digging at the loosened earth now one would sorrowfully shovel the earth into the hole again trample it down with his little bare white feet and walk on but another would give a joyful shout and after much tugging and loosening would draw from the hole a lump as big as his head or no bigger than his fist when the under side of it 
would pour such a blaze of golden or bluish light into diamond's eyes that he was quite dazzled gold and blue were the commoner colours the jubilation was greater over red or green or purple and every time a star was dug up all the little angels dropped their tools and crowded about it shouting and dancing and fluttering their wing-buds when they had examined it well they would kneel down one after the other and peep through the hole but they always stood back to give diamond the first look all that diamond could report however was that through the star-holes he saw a great many things and places and people he knew quite well only somehow they were different there was something marvellous about them he could not tell what every time he rose from looking through a star-hole he felt as if his heart would break for joy and he said that if he had not cried he did not know what would have become of him as soon as all had looked the star was carefully fitted in again a little mould was strewn over it and the rest of the heap left as a sign that the star had been discovered at length one dug up a small star of a most lovely colour a colour diamond had never seen before the moment the angel saw what it was instead of showing it about he handed it to one of his neighbours and seated himself on the edge of the hole saying this will do for me good-bye i'm off they crowded about him hugging and kissing him then stood back with a solemn stillness their wings lying close to their shoulders the little fellow looked round on them once with a smile then shot himself headlong through the star-hole diamond as privileged threw himself on the ground to peep after him but he saw nothing it's no use said the captain i never saw anything more of one that went that way his wings can't be much use said diamond concerned and fearful yet comforted by the calm looks of the rest that's true said the captain he's lost them by this time they all do that go that way you haven't got any you see no said diamond i never did have any oh didn't you said the captain some people say he added after a pause that they come again i don't know i've never found the colour i care about myself i suppose i shall some day then they looked again at the star put it carefully into its hole danced around it and over it but solemnly and called it by the name of the finder will you know it again asked diamond oh yes we never forget a star that's been made a door of then they went on with their searching and digging diamond having neither pickaxe nor spade had the more time to think i don't see any little girls he said at last the captain stopped his shoveling leaned on his spade rubbed his forehead thoughtfully with his left hand the little angels were all left-handed repeated the words little girls and then as if a thought had struck him resumed his work saying i think i know what you mean i've never seen any of them of course but i suppose that's the sort you mean i'm told but mind i don't say it is so for i don't know that when we fall asleep a troop of angels very like ourselves only quite different goes round to all the stars we have discovered and discovers them after us i suppose with our shoveling and handling we spoil them a bit and i dare say the clouds that come up from below make them smoky and dull sometimes they say mind i say they say 
these other angels take them out one by one and pass each round as we do and breathe over it and rub it with their white hands which are softer than ours because they don't do any pick and spade work and smile at it and put it in again and that is what keeps them from growing dark how jolly thought diamond i should like to see them at their work too when do you go to sleep he asked the captain when we grow sleepy answered the captain they do say but mind i say they say that it is when those others what do you call them i don't know if that is their name i am only guessing that may be the sort you mean when they are on their rounds and come near any troop of us we fall asleep they live on the west side of the hill none of us have ever been to the top of it yet even as he spoke he dropped his spade he tumbled down beside it and lay fast asleep one after the other each of the troop dropped his pickaxe or shovel from his listless hands and lay fast asleep by his work ah thought diamond to himself with delight now the girl angels are coming and i not being an angel shall not fall asleep like the rest and i shall see the girl angels but the same moment he felt himself growing sleepy he struggled hard with the invading power he put up his fingers to his eyelids and pulled them open but it was of no use he thought he saw a glimmer of pale rosy light far up the green hill and ceased to know when he awoke all the angels were starting up wide awake too he expected to see them lift their tools but no the time for play had come they looked happier than ever and each began to sing where he stood he had not heard them sing before now he thought i shall know what kind of nonsense the angels sing when they are merry they don't drive cabs i see but they dig for stars and they work hard enough to be merry after it and he did hear some of the angels nonsense for if it was all sense to them it had only just as much sense to diamond as made good nonsense of it he tried hard to set it down in his mind listening as closely as he could now to one now to another and now to all together but while they were yet singing he began to his dismay to find that he was coming awake faster and faster and as he came awake he found that for all the goodness of his memory verse after verse of the angel's nonsense vanished from it he always thought he could keep the last but as the next began he lost the one before it and at length awoke struggling to keep hold of the last verse of all he felt as if the effort to keep from forgetting that one verse of the vanishing song nearly killed him and yet by the time he was wide awake he could not be sure of that even it was something like this white hands of whiteness wash the stars faces till glitter glitter glit goes their brightness down to poor places this however was so near sense that he thought it could not be really what they did sing End of chapter 25 Recording by Marisol Quee